Barney and Friends. Barney Simon. Jackaranda FM. Was it the time? You know, I mean, it, it's we take it for granted now. We got all this the social media and stuff, and mm. and, it, and it's great. You know, it is great, but it does also take away a little bit. I think from. Uh, I, I don't know. I, th- I think that some t- sometimes when I think of Mark Boland, for instance, or the, the bands that I liked when I was a kid, there's more mystery about them than there are, than there are about than there is about people like myself, for instance. You know, you, you can find out anything you want. Like you mm. said before, there's everything on YouTube. Yeah. You know, you can spend days watching YouTube, and it's like you can play a show, and within an hour, you're you're up there on YouTube. From that same show, you know, and it's, it, I don't know, some, some, somehow for me, it, it's lost a little bit of its mystery. Also in those days, somebody would come in with those Insta, Instamatic cameras and take a great black and white photo of the yeah. mission yeah. and then leave and that'll end up in a book somewhere or whatever, and maybe now on the internet that you didn't even know about. So it was that one person taking that one photo yeah. instead of everybody with cell phones and selfies and stuff. So, Well, like you a, know, one of the things that mission did, and I, I, I was in California on holiday to, I think about 88 or something like that. And I went to see the Grateful Dead. My girlfriend at the time was a, was a deadhead. <laughs> so I went to see the Grateful Dead in uh, Oakland, Colise- Oakland Coliseum, uh, San Francisco. And I was amazed because um, there's a big area cordoned off behind the mixing desk where they allowed fans to come in with their own record- recording equipment, set it up and record the shows. And so, you know, there's this whole plethora of uh, Grateful Dead bootlegs and stuff. But I thought that was a brilliant, brilliant thing. And so I've ever since then, it's always been okay with me to record mission shows and um, solo shows or whatever, as long as it's for uh, own personal use. You know, so if somebody wants to come along with a tape recorder, record the show or whatever, it's always been written in our contract ever since then that they they could do it. And my, my theory is that, it does. It it doesn't detract from record sales because the people that do that will still go and buy the records, mm. and if if anything, it will just perpetuate your name anyway. You know, if they, 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 they might give the tape to a friend of theirs and they think, "Wow, that's great," you know, and then mm. somebody else might buy the record or somebody they come to a show and buy a T-shirt. You know, who knows? We're going to talk Andrew Aldridge, and you haven't spoken to him for how many years? I don't know. It's a few, a 10, 12 years now. Maybe. He uh, approached you as well to join his band. We're going to talk about that. And then the how the mission got together. And then, uh, yeah, we still got another hour. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, Barcelona beat uh, uh, Bayern Munich 3-0. 3-0. Who scored? Messi 2, Neymar. Yeah. Are you a big Barca fan? Uh, I like watching them play. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not. Wouldn't say I was a fan, but I like watching good football, and they play good football. And that forward line is mm. stunning. Just... Barca Real Madrid final. We all hoping. Hey, eh? what do you what do you think? Or... I think I think it's a. a I think definitely Barca there. I think uh, I think Real's got the upper hand. Yeah, against Juventus. Right, we're going to play Neil Young, "The Needle and the Damage Done," one of the songs that you requested, and also Kate Bush. Here they come.
I hit the city and I lost my band I watched the needle take another man Gone, gone, the damage song because I love the man I know that some of you don't understand milk blood to keep from running out I've seen the needle and the damage done a little part of it in everyone but every junkie's like a sitting song Kate Bush running up that hill ahead of that Neil Young, the needle and the damage done. This is Jack Run FM. In studio with me, the legendary Wayne Hussey. What does it feel like to be a legend, uh, Wayne? I know you're very down to earth. You're just a normal dude. But, uh, you know, you walk around in England in those days when you were the front man of the mission, number one hits all over. You, was it difficult to go out shopping on a... Sunday morning, uh, what was I it used tough? To, I used to go out there and think, oh, look, everybody's looking at me. Mm. And then I kind of, you know, walk past the shop and look in the window and I see, see myself dressed with a big hat and a big long purple coat and think, hmm, maybe that's why they're looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the call from Andrew Aldridge, the Leeds boys. I mean, uh, yeah. And uh, did you move to Leeds uh, then? I when did, they asked yeah. You? Not, 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 uh, not straight off, but uh, eventually, yeah, I moved over to Leeds and... Um, I mean, basically, Andrew called me and said, "We're looking for a, we're looking for a guitarist. We hear you play guitar, so I said, come up, come over." So I went over, and um, met up, met up with them. And uh, I mean, basically, we just sat there and cut lines of speed and talked for hours. And I didn't play guitar. And then he called me the next day and said, "You got the job," <laughs> without playing guitar. So it was that was the easiest audition I ever had. Um, and then, uh, yeah, no, it's, it was fun. It was a fun two years, you know. I mean, it's well documented that him, he and I didn't really see eye to eye, but it's, it's quite common in... I mean, most people must encounter that in their jobs somewhere along the line. Mm. They don't, they, the people have to work with people they don't get on with. Well, that, did that happen towards uh, the end of the two years or uh, from the first week you started? It, it really happened from the beginning. I mean, you know, he's, uh, he was... With two very different characters... Very different personalities. I'm I'm a lot more, uh, how can I say, uh, of the moment. Um, Andrew tends to be more academic, and um, 
and but you know when it came to making music i think it worked brilliantly i think the two the two the two uh, approaches really worked certainly when you listen to things like mariam mm. i mean that uh, you know it it worked you know that tension worked but um well life's too short to live with that much tension and stress all the time you know <laughs> it's like can't be doing this anymore two years is long enough mm-hmm. uh, any good memories uh, the best show you guys did together a big festival and and the worst gig sisters of mercy well the, the last show we did was at the albert hall and that was uh the, the we did the film for that as well which i remember being a good one a big one you know i mean legendary albert hall I remember lemmy being backstage you know chopping out the lines of course <laughs> and um and I went out with Lemmy the night before, actually. Lemmy, Lemmy and Ian Asprey from The Cult. And we went to see Killing Joke, who were on that night, the night before. Met Jimmy Page. Lemmy introduced me to Jimmy Page. And um, so that was quite heady days, really, you know, rubbing shoulders with all these uh, pop stars and rock stars. Um, I, I mean, the thing about the sisters' shows, we're, we're, we used a drum machine. So that rooted us at all times, even though we, we did do lots of speed. So if we did, had a drummer that did lots of speed, we would have been in trouble <laughs> because we had a drum machine. It really held it down. And because of the, of the way we were with the speed, it was really intense. I just remember the shows being very intense. That, that's what I remember. And the crowd, obviously, uh, did you guys feed off the, the vibe of the crowd, all the goths? In those yeah, days, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I, I, it's it's difficult to re- really to remember it that clearly, really, Barney. I mean, and certainly I was the guitarist then, not not mm. singer, so it was a different perspective, shall we say? But he also, if you look at the uh, the, the albums, uh, his name is everywhere. I don't think I've seen your name on any of the songs or whatever. All the rights uh, belong to oh, him. And well, if you look at first and last, and always the songwriting credits are there. I get credit for uh, Black Planet, Marianne. A bunch of the other ones on the on the album. Do you still get royalties? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's I mean, good. Marianne's been a good earner for me over the years. Mm. There's that um, Nouvelle Nouvelle Vague or Vague or what they're called. They did done a, a cover of that. Yeah, yeah, they did. It, yeah, I quite like that actually. So uh, you know, we're looking at touring, going. Cr- and you must have been on the road. Like you do a gig, and then you're in the van, and then you're off <laughs> to the next gig. I mean, that must. Barney and friends. Barney Simon.